Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680, WPTF News Talk Traffic. Good Sunday afternoon to you. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. The dog days of summer are upon us. We're in the last few days. My kids have started back to school, so it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, are they are they actually physically going to school, or is this a virtual or a split up? How are they? Well, at? they are. They're going. They go to Grace Christian, so they are um, going back to school physically with uh, you know face masks and a lot of social distancing and things like that. So we're keeping our fingers crossed, hoping you know other schools can start going back sooner than later. Um, I think, I think it's so important for kids. Yeah, being inside the classroom and, and having that uh, physical interaction, it's, uh, it, it goes a long way. And, you know, hopefully we keep doing our part and we can get back to normal sooner rather than later, Dr. Mann. But I do want to get to today's topic. And we always discuss topics on this show that have to deal with keeping our mouths healthy, which inevitably leads to keeping our entire body healthy. Um, Dr. Mann, we're going to be talking about dental trauma and you know i think a lot of people think of you know uh, physical contact when it comes to dental trauma so uh but this is a pretty common occurrence in our society what are some of the most common causes of dental tooth trauma well probably the most uh common cause is accidental uh where people fall um and then they hit you know something very hard they either hit their teeth directly or they hit their, hit their lower chin, which can also uh, cause a major problem. That, that's probably the most common. The second most common um, is probably sports injuries. We see a lot of sports injuries, um, whether it's non-contact sports like soccer where people don't wear mouth guards and they get their teeth hit. Basketball is a common one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've been elbowed playing basketball because you and I both like to play. Oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, you take an elbow to the front teeth and, um, you could do some major damage. I've seen, you know, teeth knocked out completely fractured off to the gum line. So, um, that's probably the second most. And then of course, believe it or not, just your actual everyday chewing, you could end up traumatizing a tooth, um, by biting on something hard, uh, that you didn't expect to be in a, a piece of food. Um, that's a very common uh, one as well, where you fracture a tooth. And or, you know, you, you either you either get uh, fractured or, or it actually loosens up completely. Um, so, um, but, the, but the fourth thing that we see is um, using the teeth improperly uh, to open things up uh, like plastic bags or taking staples out. You misread or misjudge and then you, you bang down with your front two teeth uh, together. Um, that's a very, very, very common one. And uh, so those those are probably the, the, the four biggest that we see um, with, you know, trauma as in falling. Now, you know, car accidents come into play, bike accidents, all those things come into play as well. But those are the top four that we see. Yeah, and those are situations that most people don't want to find themselves in. And, um, you know, a, a lot of times you're dealing with pain in those situations. Um, so what are the signs and symptoms of dental trauma? Yeah, you know, the first thing, you always say, hey, do we really have to explain the signs and symptoms of dental trauma? Because if you get traumatized, you're more than likely going to know it. But a lot of people sometimes ignore it because, you know, they don't think it's a major issue. Some of the major things are 
uh, you know, your teeth, your tooth gets loose. It may feel like it's out of place. Um, and that's because the ligaments around your teeth that surround your teeth have been traumatized and they either swell up or they break free of the tooth and the tooth is actually moved. Um, the other, the other uh, thing that we see a lot is bleeding. You'll see a lot of bleeding with trauma around the tooth. Um, you could have cracked it, chipped it. You might feel a roughness there from the cracker chip. Um, or the tooth might completely, completely come out. So um, there's a lot of different uh, signs and symptoms. But um, as always, if you feel like you've traumatized your tooth, the most important thing to do is to see a dentist um, because something small um, may end up being something very big that you're not aware of, such as a fracture in the tooth that you don't see from the backside of the tooth. Um, that, if you go and get it treated, um, it can be easily treated versus waiting till that fracture gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, so the key is, you know, if you do feel like your teeth or even your jaw, let's say you fell and you traumatized your jaw, you might not be able to open your jaw. You might have sore temporomandibular joints for a while. You want to get that evaluated as well because we can treat that before it becomes a major problem. So um, look for those signs and symptoms. But if you know you've traumatized and you have soreness and pain, whether it's in your jaw or in your tooth, seek out uh, a dentist to evaluate. And like with so many other subjects that we discuss on the show, Dr. Mann, you know, addressing these things earlier, any sort of discomfort or pain usually goes a long way when it comes to treatment and also the pocketbook. The pocketbook, yes. I mean, the quicker you can get in, the, 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 the basically studies show the quicker that once trauma occurs that you can get to a dental office, the greater the chance that you'll be able to keep that tooth um, and the greater the chance that it will be able to be treated, the quicker you can get there. Um, so th that in your, and like you said, uh, it could be something small that saves you a lot of money if you get to the dental office quick versus if you wait a long period of time. Yep. And if you've got little ones running around, it's, it's also something you need to be aware of. Don't forget that you can always schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann by going to smileman.com, smileman.com. There you can book an appointment to uh, see Dr. Mann. You can also find information about the many services that he provides. And you can also find information about the three locations that Dr. Mann services in Cary, Garner, and in Fuquay. You can also call the office to schedule an appointment or find more information. That phone number is 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. We are going to continue our conversation dealing all about dental trauma right after this. Stick around. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk you're listening to teeth talk with dr charles ashley mann on fm 98.5 am 680 wptf news talk traffic jason kong here with dr charles ashley mann head of charles ashley mann family and cosmetic dentistry you can always find more about him online at smileman.com don't forget two ends in man smileman we're talking all about dental trauma today and the issues that that could cause. And Dr. Mann, um, you know, we've talked about the signs and symptoms. So 
Uh, I think the scariest thing that a lot of us think of when we think of dental trauma is losing a tooth completely. What happens if, if that does happen to us, Dr. Mann? Yeah, so one of the most common things is, of course, you fracture a tooth or you chip it. But, you know, we, you know, especially your young child could knock out their front teeth, and that is not uncommon. Um, and uh, so if you see that, the, the biggest thing is not to panic. Um, you want to try to get that tooth back into what we call the socket or where the, the root was. And what you want to do is when you pick up that tooth, you want to try to pick up that tooth from the fat part of the tooth, which we call the crown. You don't want to try to uh, touch the root if at all possible. And the next thing you want to do before you put it in to that socket is you want to make sure there's no dirt or debris. So rinse it under some water. Um, if you don't have any water around, you can actually use spit um, and, and, and make sure that it's nice and clean and without dirt and try to get it back up into that socket as quick as possible. Um, because the quicker you can get it back in that socket, the greater the chance the tooth will be uh, able to be saved. Um, the uh, third thing that we talk about is, hey, if you can't get back in the socket due to pain or you just have tried and you can't, um, uh, then what the best thing to do is to keep the tooth moist. Okay, the best thing that you can store that tooth in is milk. If you can, uh, if you have milk around, try to get it in milk. If you don't, the next best thing, of course, is saliva. Um, if you can't get saliva, then, uh, then, then definitely try to uh, put it in some water. But the key is to keep that tooth from drying out and get to your dental office as quick as possible. As I said before, the quicker you can get to the dental office, the quicker we can get it back in, the faster your fibers will start reattaching to that tooth. The longer the tooth is out, your body will start rejecting it, and then the fibers won't reattach. So um, that is imperative. So if there's any, you know, moms, dads out there listening, because uh, uh, we see it a lot in young kids um, when they fall and hit, hit their face and or in sports, get it back in as quick as possible and or get to your dentist as quick as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of times those teeth are saved. I mean, believe it or not, our body's very, re very resilient. And if we uh, get them back in, those fibers reattach really firmly it takes a while. There will be some soreness, but it, it, it does uh, heal itself a lot of times. Is there a time window where uh, you say, okay, you know, we, we've, with pretty good uh, feeling, we believe everything will be, we'll be able to get it back in or, you know, after this window, um, it's, it's probably not going to happen. Well, you got a pretty large window if you can keep it um, moist um, because, uh, you know, I always tell people like this, we do dental implants and it's, it's made of titanium and your bone grows into those dental implants and that's not even part of your body. So if you can keep that tooth moist and the cells alive that's around the, the root, then um, you have quite a good long time, you know, three, four, five hours before we can, uh, you know, we've seen them survive. So um, when you start getting above six hours, uh, the percentages go down, but, uh, Again, get to your dentist as quick as possible. And, um, you know, a lot of times it, it is very painful anyway because of the trauma. So it may be, you know, that you have to be numb before um, anyone can get it back in because of the pain. But uh, we, numb, we numb the person up and we usually have a pretty good um, 
chance of getting it back in just as it was before. So, um, but that window uh, is a pretty large window. You know, if you can get there within three to four hours and get it back in, you have a great chance of it surviving. Yeah, that's uh, that's more time than I thought you were going to say, Doctor Man. But uh, you know, I I guess I don't. You don't think about how uh, moist and wet your mouth constantly is. So the idea of you know, keeping that tooth moist or in milk, or as you said, getting it back into the uh, the area if you can, and if not, then milk or saliva or water. Um, you know, I, I I didn't think about that, but that's a, a pretty interesting concept. I've always learned something new and fascinating on Teeth Talk here with you, Doctor Man. Um, but let's let's talk about those maybe who the the tooth doesn't get completely knocked out. Let's talk about a fracture. What happens then? Well, you know, a simple chip or a simple fracture, usually a bonding of a tooth colored restoration will work. Of course, the greater the fracture, the greater the chance that uh, that a crown will have to be done, something that's made of porcelain that's stronger that will help support the tooth function. When we do a crown, our goal is to really look and say, hey, can this tooth take enough force chewing from chewing um, to withhold, say, a filling or a bonding? If it can't, then we move forward with something that's stronger like porcelain. Um, and that's, that's whether it's in the front or in the back um, if you break a tooth. Now, if you break the tooth significantly down to the root, um, which we call the nerve, then we would be able to tell pretty quickly because your nerve, if you break it, is still alive. And you have uh, blood vessels in that nerve. And so if you came into our office after a, a pretty significant fracture and we saw that your nerve had been exposed because we could see the red in the middle of the tooth. Then we would proceed with a root canal um, before we restored it. Um, and I will say this, a lot of times, even tooths that are barely um, traumatized at a young age, and so let's just say they didn't fracture, but they were loose, then um, there's a chance that that nerve can die. Now, that doesn't mean that your tooth is dead because the fibers are still attached to that tooth and it's still, it's not moving or anything. But the nerve inside, sometimes trauma can cause that nerve to die. And it can be anywhere from immediately to up to five years after a trauma, sometimes even later. So it's very imperative to come in to the dentist when you get trauma so that we can have a baseline x-ray. Because um, another thing that can happen once that nerve dies is you can start getting what we call internal resorption. And internal resorption occurs when the tooth, the hard part of the tooth, starts resorbing from the inside out okay and the only way we can tell if there's resorption is if um, we have that pre-x-ray and um, that is a very common thing we don't if say if a tooth is traumatized and the nerve is not exposed we don't automatically go in and do a root canal we're going to wait till that nerve dies or till we see that internal resorption and then we will proceed with our root canal so um but internal resorption can usually be stopped with a root canal if we catch it early enough. And that's why it's so important that once you have that trauma, that you get a baseline x-ray, even if you didn't break your tooth and it's just sore, try to get to your dentist as soon as you can for that baseline x-ray so that we know that nothing is going to happen in the future um, to that tooth because we can measure the width of the canal and at the baseline and then if the width of that canal gets larger, that means the internal resorption is going on and we need to treat that tooth. So that is one of the negatives. Another thing that we see uh, with trauma um, 
in addition to the fractures and, and, and things is a tooth may start turning gray after trauma. And what that means is the nerve inside the tooth, those blood vessels that I talked to you about, they started bleeding out. And it's almost like a bruise with inside the tooth. Okay. Now, does that mean the tooth needs a root canal? Not necessarily. That means that you just have stain because of the bleeding or the bruise that went on in, in the middle of that tooth. The nerve can stay alive, which is great. And, uh, but the risk is when you see that gray, the chances of the nerve dying sometime in, in your lifetime is, is pretty high, pretty significant. So um, you just have to make sure that you visit the dentist on a regular basis after trauma so that they can catch that before uh, you lose your tooth. Those are great tips. And if you've been without a visit to the dentist in a while, get a hold of Dr. Mann. Go to smileman.com. Remember, man with two N's, smileman.com. There you can book an appointment and also find information about Dr. Mann's three locations in Cary, Garner, and in Fuquay. You can also call the office, 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And we're talking all about dental trauma. These are things that can result in uh, uh, high impacts to your mouth, sometimes low impact, Dr. Mann. It could be just from chewing or doing some normal things, but this can result in loss yeah. of a tooth or a fracture, Dr. Man. And uh, before we wrapped up the last segment, you were kind of hinting to this, but uh, what are some of the long-term complications caused by trauma? Well, you know, one of the things that we do if a tooth is moving and or severely uh, loose after trauma is we bond the teeth together uh, to teeth that aren't moving to kind of stabilize that tooth. And so the long-term repercussions are usually pretty good. Um, we just have to to monitor that tooth on a regular basis. And I can't emphasize this enough. Um, you can't forget about that tooth, um, especially, uh, you know, a young child. Uh, you know, our, our front teeth start coming in at age six, which we're very vulnerable to falling and or, you know, doing crazy things, even up into our teenage and college years. So we have to be uh, vigilant about trauma on those teeth so that we can follow those teeth and let the dentist know if they see something going on uh, because, you know, if you go off to college and, and you're there um, and then say you have a different dentist because you went to a college over uh, away from your normal dentist, that, that dentist really needs to know to follow those teeth and watch them closely. Um, so the long-term implications are good, but they do have to be monitored because if you start getting internal resorption and, it, and, and you don't do a root canal quick enough, you will lose that tooth and, you know, your only option then is either a bridge or an implant. Yeah, and then you're you're talking about some uh, uh, ongoing maintenance there as well, Doctor Man. We talk about prevention. Uh, you know, a lot of folks are 
heading back to school. And for some of us, that could mean sports, whether it's now or later on in the spring. Uh, we talk about mouth guards and sports often. Uh, which ones are, are the best to use to avoid dental trauma? Well, we, you know, I love mouth guards. I don't see them used quite as much as we should in non-contact sports. Um, you know, you think about uh, soccer is a good example. Uh, it's considered a non-contact sport, but there is quite a bit of uh, contact. And you know what? You don't have to have contact with another person to get dental trauma. And I know we, we kind of focused on the teeth, but you also have to think about your temporomandibular joints. You know, if you bang your jaw, uh, it shoves those condyles up into the fossa and it can cause, you know, ongoing temporomandibular joint problems. The good thing about a mouth guard is it cushions that blow and it also protects your teeth at the same time in case you get hit in the mouth or say you hit the ground um, or someone's knee or they like you, you know, being a wide receiver, the goalpost, you never know. Right. So, um, so anyway, I think um, the best ones that you can use are the ones that you get fabricated in the dental office because they're customized to your teeth. The bowling bites are good, but they can be a little bit bulky. And if they're too bulky, they can create a little bit more um, trauma if you do get hit directly in the mouth because they're too bulky. Um, the other good thing about customized ones is they fit your teeth exactly so that your teeth are more protected. Um, the bowling bites um, don't necessarily do that. And then over time, the material for bowling bites are not as strong. The materials that we use for uh, mouth guards, they don't distort. Uh, and if you chew on them, which a lot of kids do, they hold their rigidity versus the bowling bites that we see over the counter. So my favorite ones, of course, are the ones made in the dental office. If you are going to get one over the counter, the Under Armour makes a great one that's a bowling bite type. But again, remember, um, you want to replace those quite often when you start seeing them to wear down or they lose their effectiveness, especially if you start seeing holes where um, kids are, are chewing through them. Um, you definitely want to replace them there. Usually, uh, I, I tell people you might have to replace them probably once every season, um, you know, so that they're effective. Yeah, that maintenance is important as well because, you know, you, you want to make sure you've got the right protection available because as we've talked about today, there's, there's really some serious repercussions if you suffer from dental trauma. Yes. Um, as I said, you know, we want to try to keep our te teeth safe you know we wear seat belts when we're driving um and uh we want to try to keep our our teeth safe when we're playing sports and i can't uh you know emphasize that enough the american dental association strongly recommends that most sports be considered contact sports baseball basketball football soccer lacrosse field hockey i mean you name it um yeah it, it doesn't hurt to wear one um i think you know golf is probably the one that you may consider not wearing one, but you know, you still could get hit with a, with, with a, a, a club or something like that. Very, very unlikely unless you're playing with someone who doesn't really know about golf. But uh, other than golf, you know, most of, uh, of the sports, you have a, a great risk of getting hit in the mouth um, or, and or, or coming into contact with another player. So, you know, uh, I even see some tennis players even wearing them now, um, which is interesting. Um, because it's a non-contact sport too, but you never know, you know, if, if someone drives a ball really fast and hits you in the face. Um, so, but uh, we, we recommend it to prevent long-term repercussions from trauma to your teeth and to your, your jaw. The other thing that, 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 you know, 
you can prevent is fracture to the jaw. You know, um, when that mouth guard is in there, it's going to take the cushion and the blow versus the bone. So um, you don't get that fracture. And we have seen uh, fractures from uh, skateboarding incidences, uh, basketball. So it's, it, it's very important to, to especially, you know, uh, parents to make sure that their kids are wearing them. Well, Dr. Mann, we're uh, just about out of time, and uh, I, I would like to reiterate that there's real no, really no downside to wearing a, a mouth guard, so go ahead and get one for you or your, your young ones if they're involved in sports. If you want to get a hold of Dr. Mann, schedule an appointment. Go online to smileman.com. Man with two N's, smileman.com. There's three locations where you can visit Dr. Mann. That's in Cary, in Garner, and in Fuquay. You can also call 919 462 nine three three eight nine one nine four six two nine three three eight dr man what do we have on tap for next week uh jason we're gonna be talking about the new technologies that we use in our office uh for several different types of treatments that are very convenient for patients but also you know uh, something that patients might not be aware of and our listeners so uh, we're gonna be talking about some fun exciting new technologies Excellent. And Dr. Mann, my boy and I, we're going to be in your office next week. So uh, by the time we do next week's show, we'll, I'll be able to talk about all some right. of that technology firsthand and all the, uh, <laughs> all the right. cool safety protocols that you guys have going on in the office. So I look forward to that. And I hope that everyone will be back with us again next Sunday at 430. It's Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a great day. <laughs>